Welcome to Breaking the Silence. I'm Garnet Silverwolf. This is an open forum for those who are dealing with toxic and abusive relationships, whether with significant others, family members, friends, or co-workers. This is a platform for victims and survivors to share their stories, get support, locate resources and information, and to find hope for a more peaceful existence. In this episode, I'd like to discuss some of the most common questions or even judgments that an abuse victim will hear. Why did you stay if it was that bad? Another statement that I'm sure many victims have heard might sound something like this. I would have never let someone treat me like that. You should have left the first time anything didn't seem right. Do these sound familiar? Have you ever asked yourself if you're misunderstanding or overreacting to what was said or done to you by a partner, other family member, friend, or coworker? Sadly, these types of comments, questions, or judgments from others, or even ourselves, aren't uncommon, but they also aren't helpful to someone in a toxic relationship. There's an interesting phenomenon that often occurs in toxic relationships, especially intimate relationships. This phenomenon is called a trauma bond. In the simplest terms, it's a matter of having mixed feelings about the abuser. But there's quite a lot going on that actually creates this trauma bond. It very often is one of the biggest reasons that an abuse victim stays in a toxic relationship, even when so many friends and family members try to convince the victim that they should leave. Let's explore the details of a trauma bond and why it plays such a major role in a victim's ability or willingness to escape a toxic relationship. There's actually some science behind a trauma bond. It's not always just a case of love is blind, as the old saying goes. From birth, we are biologically hardwired to depend on someone else for survival. This is usually our primary parent or caregiver. Because survival is the foundation of human attachment, if our safety is threatened, such as some form of trauma, we're going to naturally look to someone we view as a caregiver in our lives to support, protect, and take care of us. This bonding process causes the release of oxytocin, often called the love hormone, which reinforces feelings of comfort and attachment with our caregiver. This is how nature has ensured our survival. But in adult relationships, especially intimate relationships, we often view our significant other as our caregiver. Herein lies the sad irony of a trauma bond. We find ourselves seeking comfort and continued attachment to the person who we identify as our caregiver, even when that person is the same one who is being abusive to us. We may try to rationalize their abusive behavior, looking for excuses as to why they acted the way they did. But this rationalization strengthens the bond further. Even more, if the abuser promises to change or offers comfort after the abuse they just unleashed on us, it creates confusion and makes us question our perception. We might even begin to doubt whether we are really being abused. A trauma bond is very hard to break. Because it causes a chemical response in our brain, specifically that flood of oxytocin, a trauma bond could theoretically be considered a type of addiction. We essentially become addicted to the person who is abusing us. We aren't addicted to the abuse. Instead, we're addicted to those fleeting moments of what seem to be caring, loving, or comforting behaviors. Unfortunately, those positive behaviors, which often follow episodes of abuse, are what strengthen the trauma bond. In that sense, we become addicts looking for the next loving gesture to give us our fix. Another concern with a trauma bond is the toll that it takes on our health. When we experience repeated incidents of trauma, 
Our body elicits a continuous pattern of the fight-or-flight response. During these episodes of abuse, the resulting stress and that fight-or-flight response causes the overproduction of cortisol. You might have heard of cortisol. It's also called the stress hormone. It's usually released to provide energy in a stressful situation such as running from a lion, hence the reference to the fight-or-flight. But in an abusive situation, we may either fight to defend ourselves, try to get away, or another reaction that doesn't get mentioned as often, we may fawn. Essentially, we freeze and don't know how to react. Regardless of our reaction to the abuse, cortisol is being dumped into our system. This overproduction of cortisol, especially when it happens on a regular basis or over a long period of time, can cause a litany of health problems. It can damage the immune system and make us more likely to get sick. But it can also cause anxiety, high blood pressure, migraines, digestive problems, and so much more. I personally have lived with many of these and other health problems as a result of decades of abuse. I knew about the damaging effects of constant stress on the human body. In fact, for my holistic health certification, I had written my thesis on the mind-body connection and the effects of stress on one's health. I had done extensive research on the topic. I knew the facts, yet my trauma bond distorted my perception of the abuse that I was living with. Then, my doctor informed me that my blood pressure was dangerously high. She told me that unless I reduced my stress level, I was in serious danger of having a stroke. It was that revelation that finally woke me up. Although I knew that I had been living in an abusive relationship for my entire adult life, and despite the fact that I had given him the benefit of the doubt time and time again, and even as I still held on to hope that he would change, I finally realized in that exact moment at the doctor's office that if I stayed in that toxic relationship any longer, I would very likely die, either by another act of his physical violence or by his continuous doses of verbal, emotional, mental, financial, and other forms of abuse. My body had manifested tangible physical ailments as a direct result of decades of trauma. So why did I remain in an abusive and toxic marriage for 34 years? Other than the fact that I believed that marriage was forever, and that we had five kids together, I was definitely trauma-bonded. Remember, there's an actual biochemical attachment to someone we perceive as a caregiver. The main underlying reason that I always hesitated to leave was I second-guessed the abuse. Like so many other survivors of abuse, I would think about the good times that we had. And there were some good times, but the problem with those good times was that they were often overshadowed by a random outburst or a temper tantrum if he didn't get his way about whatever he wanted. It's been found that these positive behaviors actually enable the abusive behaviors to continue and to even escalate. This back-and-forth cycle of abuse and good times keeps victims off-balance and confused. And it's those good times and occasional kind gestures that make leaving so painful and difficult. With an understanding of what a trauma bond is and the biological and even addictive component behind it, there are some steps that can be taken to break that trauma bond. Yes, it can be challenging, but it is entirely possible. First, don't continue to imagine or fantasize about your partner changing or becoming the perfect person that you hoped they would be, or even the person they were in the beginning. The person who abuses you now is the true person that they are. That person you knew or fell in love with in the beginning was just a facade, a character they were creating in their own theatrical production. 
Instead, recognize and observe the pattern of abuse that you have experienced or are still experiencing. Even if the person is currently not being abusive, physically, emotionally, or otherwise, do you find yourself waiting for the next episode? Some victims and survivors call that feeling of impending, inevitable abuse walking on eggshells. You may find yourself trying to do everything the right way to try to avoid setting the abuser off. But, as with my own experience, nothing was ever good enough, and the rules were always changing. The next step towards breaking a trauma bond is to be aware of your current state and fully acknowledge what you're going through. If you feel like the abuser overreacted to something you said or did, or that they threatened to hurt you or your kids or another family member or your pets, or if they actually have, but then either blamed you for their behavior or tried to make it better by promising to never do it again, yet they didn't actually apologize, please pay attention to your gut feeling. If this type of behavior has occurred before, then it's a pattern. Very often, the abuse escalates over time. And don't ever assume that just because they haven't been physically abusive or violent already, that they couldn't or wouldn't be in the future. Also, don't assume that the only form of abuse is physical. There are numerous forms of abuse, including emotional, financial, and many others. Please check out my first episode, What is Abuse? Recognizing the Signs of a Toxic Relationship, for a more detailed explanation of what abuse actually looks like. Another very important step to help break a trauma bond is to focus on self-care. One way to do this is to actively intercept any negative self-talk and replace it with positive truths. Some people know this as positive affirmations. Statements such as, I am smart, I am kind, I am strong, I am powerful, I am worthy, can help quiet the negative and painful lies that the abuser has tried to use to break your spirit. Those negative comments are a big part of the trauma bond. By convincing you that you are weak, stupid, worthless, or any number of other demeaning statements, they make you think that you must rely on them for everything. The trauma bond can be so strong that you may feel incapable of making any decisions on your own. Start doing small things each day to take care of yourself, mentally and physically. Create and repeat some positive affirmations. Journal. Pray or meditate. Reach out to a trusted friend. Exercise. Listen to some of your favorite music or do anything else that makes you feel good about who you truly are. Learn all you can about the many forms of abuse and trauma bonds and how to overcome them. As always, if you need more help making an exit plan or for more support and resources, reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. Or you can chat with them at www.thehotline.org. I'll include the number and the website in the description below. Thank you for joining me today. My mission is to offer information, support, and hope for anyone involved in a toxic relationship. Whether it's an intimate relationship or one between friends, family members, or co-workers, please know that you do not deserve that abuse and it is not your fault. By breaking the silence, together we can raise awareness and give hope to those who are struggling, feeling trapped, and are searching for answers. <laughs>